everybody, uh, welcome to the Wayback Chronicles 4th of July celebration show. Um, 4th of July is is really, for me, Nolan Keith, is probably one of the holidays that the three of us have spent the most time together. And if I think of any one holiday, we've always seemed to find a way to coordinate most frequently on, on the 4th of July. And for that reason, we have tons of memories. And we reached out to a lot of our friends, uh, family members, um, listeners uh, of the show, and, and we wanted to get an idea, just some of the, uh, the traditions, some of the fun stuff that our baser does every year at 4th of July. So, so we're going to take you through some of these uh, sound clips and then sort of share some of the, some of the cool stuff that uh, we'd love to do as well. You know what my favorite tradition on 4th of July is? What's, What's that? that? My, my favorite tradition is going over to Noel's house <laughs> and blowing up the area. What's yours, oh. Steve? You know, it's, it's, it's funny. Yeah. Uh, one of my favorite traditions is is hanging out with uh, you and Noel at Noel's place and, and blowing up his neighborhood. Mm. Noel, how about you? Well, I, I think <clears throat> easily my favorite uh, memory, and I think about Fourth of July, is when you two guys would come over to my house and we blow stuff up and mostly yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. blow up the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. We have... I vividly remember that one 4th of July that we spent, I don't even know how many, I mean, it, it was like a war zone on uh, that street. Yeah, it was. That, so for those that don't live in Harris County, Harris County has really no restrictions whatsoever on where you can pop fireworks or anything. Like the firework stands, you know, start, show, start popping up about two weeks before 4th of July and... Um, you know, then the, the weeks leading up to the 4th of July, they open up and everybody just starts on, I mean, I would, I would love to, well, I'd love to know how much, how many thousands of dollars are spent on fireworks in Harris County. It's gotta be obnoxious, but, oh. um, our, my no. old name, our first neighborhood that Lynn and I lived in, um, I mean the fourth, the first 4th of July, <laughs> I had no idea. I had no idea what the amount of pyros that lived around me but i mean you guys were there for it it was like yeah, oh, yeah. i remember the, the neighbor setting up uh mortar shell cannons whatever we call it like <laughs> like contraptions not just like one piece of pvc pipe like like a oh, it was like it, with uh, yeah at least eight pvc yeah. cannons uh mounted i felt like we needed to pay admission to watch it <laughs> yeah yeah i mean honestly i think we spent less because of it you yeah. know it's uh because, you know, there was so much, you know, we got smarter the following years after that first year. Yeah. I, I tell you what, I, I've, I've lived in Harris County for 26, 26 years, 25 years. And I have, I have yet to go to like a, a fireworks show because honestly, who needs it? Like it's my street <laughs> is the fireworks show is better than most fireworks shows out there. And you can participate, blow stuff up too, but yeah. Oh yeah. Nuts. Totally. Completely totally. nuts. And I think there's a, couple of recordings uh i know linda linda my wife had a recording that kind of shares her her um her traditions and things like that kind of, kind of talks about that street that we were just talking about guys and there's some other clips um some submissions that we had from our friends and family that kind of talk about their traditions uh around the fourth of july that uh let's let's play a few of those for the listeners it sounds yeah, good. Let's do it. My favorite Fourth of July memory would probably be early in our marriage. We lived on this street in this like starter home community, and those people blew up everything, everything, 
the smoke would line the streets. It looked like World War Three. I mean, you couldn't see your hand in front of your face. It was horribly terrific. Um, but lately, you know, we we moved out of that neighborhood into another one, and they're a little more conservative where we are now. But we've also started traveling that first week in July, and so I guess my recent favorite Fourth of July memory is sitting on a ship in the port of Aruba, watching fireworks on the deck of the ship, which was really kind of cool. The funniest thing that happens on the 4th of July, it's when Noel and I would get the, actually it was Noel who had purchased the the professional grade fireworks where you'd get the big long tube, like the long fuse, and it would shoot the thing up in the sky and it would explode into this gigantic starburst. And the funniest thing that would happen is you would you'd go out there and you'd light the fuse and you'd drop the thing into the tube and then the tube would, would tip over. And that's when things get really exciting because they would shoot into the neighbor's yard and explode. <laughs> and you would, you'd wonder, Oh my God, did you just set the, the shrubs on fire? Is their backyard on fire? It's so you'd have to do basically a check of the, the to run over the neighbor's yard and make sure things aren't on fire. And then as soon as everything's okay, well, then you just run back and do it again. And and this wouldn't happen just once. The tube would tip over three or four times throughout the whole night. And every time, I mean, you're just taking your life into your hands every time you light those stupid things. And so... To me, I think that is just, those are the funniest memories of that, that tube tipping over and you're just like, oh my God, what is, what is about to happen? You know, so not only are the fun of explosive fireworks and all that fun stuff, the great part, but food. Mm, I mean, how can you have yes. a good 4th of July without the food? So yeah. what are some of y'all's favorite food topics, food items to throw on the grill, get ready? What's your favorite things? I, for me, the the simpler the better. I, I think we, my family's got pretty simple taste, and so um, you know we'll put hot hamburgers and hot dogs. Kind of the the, the all American food is really kind of what's yeah. on the menu at my family. It's a Yankee yeah. Noodle showdown over there, man. You, be, you better believe it. Yeah, I mean, very much the same with us. Um, you know, you always like to watch the hot dog eating contest, the, the Nathan's hot dog eating contest, and. Uh, and for first of all, it's just disgusting uh, watching yes, how many yes. hot dogs those guys can eat. But yeah, uh, for some so reason, gross. I'm like, hey, let me go have a couple hot dogs just to show them I can eat a hot dog too. And uh, <laughs> I'm not in a competition, of course. But now, typically, we do hot dogs. Usually, it's hottest sin outside on that day. Oh, so, man, so yeah. the idea of running the smoker just something I don't want to do that day, but, uh, I agree with you all. It is way too hot to do anything on the smoker. But one thing that I kind of add a little Tex-Mesk flavor to just from being where I, where I live is mm -hmm. I like to do the jalapeno poppers for the 4th of July. Oh, so nice. on top yeah. of the little hot dog and hamburger, we like to throw little poppers out there. I'm probably the only one in my family that will truly eat them if I'm being honest. Yeah. But, uh, it's, <laughs> that's it's the best just, part. It's just a, I agree. You get, like, you get all for yourself, right? Absolutely. Then I have my own explosions but yeah, that's okay yeah, so, <laughs> so but yeah no food is food is a, a fun pastime of, of the fourth of july so yeah i think being texans too everything kind of revolves around food and and getting together and when and any kind of any time you get some texans together it's it's all about food and 
fellowship and and all that and stuff. So yeah. um, we had some really good submissions from some of our some of our listeners and friends and family, um, and uh, we'll we'll roll those for you right now. So what's cooking at the Kirsch household for the Fourth of July? Uh, it's going to be some sort of smoked meat, probably brisket, uh, a pork butt, or or ribs. Uh, generally when the 4th of July rolls around, Becky wants some sort of cooked flesh and it's got to be smoked on the Kamada grill. It's got to be something that it takes me days ahead to plan that I'm going to have to stay up all night. I mean, whatever is going to be the hardest on me, it's going to taste the best to her. So, uh, it, like I said, I'm, I'm banking that it's probably a brisket or some sort of pork butt. What is cooking on the grill for our family on the 4th of July? It's generally hot dogs because for some reason I feel that 4th of July hot dogs go hand in hand. Unfortunately, with our family is we're not real big planners. So we always find ourselves the morning of the 4th of July wandering through the grocery store searching for hamburger buns or for hot dog buns. Yeah, hot dogs. Watch a little uh, Boston Pops concert. And, mm -hmm. Oh, um, yeah. I can't go wrong with that. Yeah, I'd like yeah. to go see that live someday. I think that would be a yeah. bucket list item yeah. for sure. Yeah. Totally. Matter of fact, uh, one, one of our good friends, uh, Joe Guzman, actually just shared a clip with us about his, his bucket list trip uh, with his partner. So let's listen to that one. My favorite 4th of July memory happened in 2019. We were in Boston for my partner's conference, and we'd been running all over the city, seeing the sights. We even got to see the dress rehearsal for Pops Goes the Fourth, which was pretty darn awesome. But my favorite portion of the trip was the banquet. The banquet was in a hotel that overlooked the harbor. So at the end of the dinner, they turned off the lights and we got to see the phenomenal fireworks show that is put on every year in the Boston Harbor. So, you know, definitely as, as you think about uh, when, when you're, when you're around, around family and friends during the 4th of July, no doubt there's some moments of hilarity that pop up, uh, you know, to make a nod and fireworks pop up. Um, the, um, you know, the, yeah, there's many, yeah, thank you. Thank you. So, you know, um, you know, shortly after um, uh, Rob and I got married, we moved to Alaska. And uh, so we, we spent our first Fourth uh, of July actually in Juneau watching the fireworks on, on the waterfront. And it was beautiful and everything. And so um, I'll share that clip. Hi, everybody. This is Robin. Um, I was thinking about what I was going to say. And uh, I'm sure that when I get off of this recording that I'll think about of about like five other great July 4 stories that I totally forgot about for this. But the ones that stand out, I'm going to talk about two of them because it's funny. The second one is funny, will f be funnier knowing the one that was before it to the second one. So our first year in Alaska, we were in Juneau and we, uh, for the fourth, we went downtown um, and watched the fireworks over the water. Uh, there was a big yacht in the water. It was just beautiful, really nice. Um, and just Juneau's a neat little town anyway. So that was our first July 4th in Alaska. So it was really nice. But then the next year we were in Anchorage and it was quite different because it was so hot that there were fires everywhere. And of course they don't have AC up there. So we bought a portable AC, which was hard to find because everybody was buying them. 
and we um, had to hibernate in our room and enjoy forth that way. So they weren't even having fireworks that year because of the fires and the heat and everything. So we pretty much went from one extreme to another. So those were our 4th of July experiences in Alaska. Um, so anyway, that's, that's it. Thanks. So, you know, that memory that Robin shared in Juno was, um, was, was a, was a great time for us, except for our dog was, uh, my wife had this bright idea to bring our dog with us. Mm-hmm. And, um, <clears throat> and so, so in, in Alaska, there's just not the main fireworks show. There's like all these ancillary, everybody brings their own fireworks. Mm. And so like, you know, all of a sudden like 10 feet to your right, somebody's popping off a thousand black cats. Mm. Just, oh boy. <laughs> and my dog was terrified. And so it was a fun moment for us. But that doll was never the same again after that fireworks show. <laughs> <laughs> Reminds me of that. Have you seen that image of that that dog that looks like he's in combat um, fatigues? And he's mm-hmm. like, I've seen things, man. Yeah. That, that always shows up after the 4th of July. <laughs> yep. I just like that. Yep. Yeah. Listeners, make sure you t- keep your pets in a safe and less noisy location because they would appreciate yeah. that for you for sure. Yeah. After every 4th of July, it, it's uh, like it's a tr- talk about traditions. Um, there's a tradition in my, um, my subdivision that everybody with a dog and a small child goes on Facebook and complains about the fireworks. (laughs) (laughs) How long have you lived here? I mean, you know, the whole County is on fire and blowing up. I mean, anyway, but that, that is a tradition for many, um, (laughs) thankfully not for us, but, um, yeah, the the tradition of complaining, but that's funny that you mentioned that because, we, you know, we we follow the next door app and, mm-hmm. uh, for like, you know, the week leading up to 4th of July, I, I, everybody's obviously buying fireworks. And then, then, then you'll see on next rap, did anybody hear gunshots at 1am? Yeah. You know, it's, it's fireworks season. Duh. Yeah. It's the 4th of July, sir. Yeah, well, one, so. one of our, one of our listeners actually, uh, sent in a story that's kind of related to that. So let's, let's roll that one right now. 4th of July statements from Jason Bolt. What was your favorite 4th of July memory? When my wife and I first moved to Tomball slash Harris County, we were amazed at how you could shoot fireworks off of your driveway and the amount of explosions that were just happening all around us. We both grew up in towns where fireworks inside the city were considered a violation of the city ordinance and would be subject to fines. So our first 4th of July and also New Year's Eve, we just sat outside watching the show all night and just amazed at how many were around us and how many were shooting off. It was, it was really cool and enjoyable. As a side note to that, my favorite thing about the 4th of July is all the next door complaints about the loud noises and how people are so worried about their dogs being scared and um, just the loud noises and how it goes on all night and this, that, and the other. So the post at the 4th of July and New Year's, they just make me laugh every year. Keith, what about you? Any funny moments you can think of? I remember probably my the funniest, aside from our times when we've had some crazy things, but when, when we were in high school, um, we, had, <laughs> we had a scavenger hunt one 4th of July waiting for it to get dark. And I remember doing the scavenger hunt and then we decided we would go out into the desert and, um, and shoot some fireworks to where I think it was over in a county in New Mexico, believe it or not, where it was legal, where you could pop things. And so I remember um, 
<laughs> that that we shot some bottle rocket, something of that sort. But anyway, the um, this is funny, but it's not funny for the guy that happened to. But but I remember we shot something and it, it ended up catching a cactus on fire. And so we're like, oh my gosh. And so my friend Carlos, I'll never forget this. He's he starts taking off in a full sprint to try to be the hero to put this thing out. Well, it's it's not to the point where you can really see much other than this fire and maybe a flashlight that he's running with. And so you can imagine this this the spotlight of the flashlight where you know he's yeah, going full stride. Around, yeah. the next thing you know he gets clotheslined by a far barbed wire fence right <laughs> and i mean just full sprint into a dead stop and all you see is like this flash like doa on the ground right <laughs> i mean and so the good news is i mean it hurt like heck but he was okay but it was just i don't know why but it was like one of those things where we all just laugh and then all of a sudden we realize maybe he's not okay <laughs> <laughs> hey, Carlos, get up! Yeah, get up, Carlos. And so, but anyway, the fire was put out. All the drama was avoided, but it was like a moment of hilarity. Then, oh my gosh, is he okay? Concerned. And then he's back, and we all start hilariating again. You know, the whole. Yeah. <laughs> That's one of my other. Other than some of our moments, that was probably one of my favorites. And uh, and also, I'll tell you, I, I had another good memory of um, my friend Scott who. Right now, his daughter, Nicole, who we're going to talk, she's got, she's got a clip for us too. Uh, she's managing the fireworks stand that her family works on. But I remember a lot of history about going and helping him with his fireworks stand. And then afterwards that night, whatever was left, we'd go out in a, a, a farm field and just have a blast blowing these things up. So anyway, here's a little bit uh, of our friend, Nicole, um, who's going to be talking because she's managing the fireworks stand this year and just kind of telling her, telling us uh, what's, what's special about doing that for her and her friends. So let's give it a listen. Hi guys, my name's Nicole and I work a fireworks stand here in Lubbock. Um, I think my favorite tradition that has to do with the fireworks stand is definitely hanging out with my friends the whole time. Um, I, uh, I definitely try to recruit a lot of my friends to uh, work for me. Um, just make the time go by faster and have some fun in the summer. Um, and then, you know, they make some, some extra cash while they're doing it. And, um, I just, I just love the part of summertime, hang out with friends and, you know, working a cool job together. Um, and some of the cool items of this year are, I would say personally, the big Novas, um, those are artillery shells and those are the ones that like you put in, um, a single, a single tube and you light it goes off once, explodes in the air. Um, but they are our biggest artillery shells that we sell. And I love, love the big fireworks, love the big, big explosions. So I think that's my favorite. That's the coolest firework that I think that we have is the big Novas. Um, I, I just, I just love those personally cause they're like super big. And, um, what it's like to work a firework stand, it. It is actually extremely fun. Now I have two different perspectives. I have just worked as an employee and now I'm working as the manager. So kind of get both both sides of the spectrum there. And um, I would definitely say, of course, the manager side has a little bit more of the, the stress in it involving like inventory and having to get the workers together and all that. But I, I love it. I, I love the hustle and the you know, getting to talk to customers and getting to figure out and solve problems. And I don't know, it's, it's a super fun gig to, to work. And I'm, I'm very thankful that I have this opportunity 
and I would recommend it to anybody who has the chance to work at a fireworks stand because it's, it's just two weeks out of the year and you make good money and it's it's just really fun to hang out with your friends and just selling explosives to strangers. <laughs> so um, I just, I love it. Um, thanks for having me on here um, and bye. So I, I love that, you know, she was, she was super excited about some of the new stuff this year. And so, <laughs> so, you know, you know, that's what you expect. You know, you want, you want that, the, you want to go to the fireworks stand where they really know what they're selling. And so, yes. yeah, make sure y'all go to Nicole's uh, fireworks stand because, you know, absolutely. They got uh, that down. I tell you what the, um, um, my younger brother Damon submitted a clip and this is kind of a, um, it's like a walk down memory lane when he, he sent this to me and I was listening to it. It was like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. He's right. And it's, uh, it talks about how, I won't ruin it, but it just kind of shows a progression of like when we were children <laughs> popping fireworks to today, it's pretty funny. And it, like we started small and we've certainly gotten larger and larger and more destructive in our older age, but let's roll that clip so you can, uh, you can listen to this. This is a, this is a window into my childhood. So here you go. Awesome. What are some of the traditions in our, our family in celebrating the 4th of July? It's, it's obviously fireworks. I mean, from our youth, we would pop fireworks. And what's amazing about this is, is how it's evolved over the years. I remember Noel and I, as children, we're, we would pop just a, you know a black cat or we would twist two or three together. And that evolved into just lighting all 50 or 100 of them on fire. And then that, that, then it went to, to M80s. And then it went to a box of M80s. And then as we became adults, it became you know the professional grade stuff. We're not, we're not happy with just simple black cats or M80s anymore. We need something that's going to make a humongous mushroom cloud. So, so that, that story, you know, just reminds me of, uh, when we were kids, uh, we, you know, we, we were allowed to have some fireworks, but you know, not, not the range of fireworks mm-hmm. that you and your brothers were allowed to have. But, uh, <laughs> my brother was the uh, kid that would, uh, unwind the black cats and just pop one at a time instead of oh. doing the, the hundred or 50 or whatever it was that we bought. Uh, by the way, if we were allowed to spend more than like $7 on fireworks total, you yeah. know, it was basically like sparklers and and some black cats and we're yeah there we go Maybe yeah tank. <laughs> yeah the tank um yeah that one of those kids right there's always one in a group of of kids that get together and like are blowing up stuff you have the one kid that's over there patiently unwinding one and then they, un- they take it out and they light it and it blows up and they enjoy that. And then they move to another one. They undo that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Like there, I'm convinced like from 1982, there's still a kid that is still out there unwinding like a set of 500. He's like on 497 and he's he outgrown his clothes like years ago, but he's still out there doing pop, that. Pop. Oh boy. That was fun. Next. Pop. It reminds me of that scene in Harlem Nights where you know the the gangsters are going after <laughs> quick and, and you know they're shooting machine guns. That one guy just pop. pop. <laughs> Will you stop that? <laughs> pop, pop. Yeah, that was so funny. That's awesome. Harlem Nights. Yeah, uh, good one. So yeah, my I had a next door neighbor in that neighborhood that uh, my first neighborhood. You guys came over to, and um, he had a pvc pipe that was probably i don't know five or six feet 
uh, long. Yeah, he would he would like push it into the ground, and that's where he would launch all of like his aerial stuff, like his bottle rockets and and um, artillery shells and stuff like that. He'd he'd launch it out of that thing. Well, one night, like the finale came, and he wanted to like launch a whole bunch of stuff out of that tube and he kept putting stuff down there and kept putting stuff down there and kept putting stuff down there. And I will, I will preface this by saying he was a, a Budweiser guy. And by this time of the night, he'd had a couple of Budweiser's in his system. So, but he kept cramming stuff down there light. And I'm, and I told Lynn, I said, I wonder what the melting temperature is for a pvc pipe because i got a lot of respect for that pvc now because that, that's just getting pretty hot now anyway not 30 seconds after i said that that pvc pipe just went, like just tumbled oh, no. over and like crumpled on itself and like it didn't catch fire but it it definitely melted down at the bottom wow. of that thing that was so funny oh, just watching that thing like turn over thankfully there wasn't anything in it at the time that it like turned over but yeah. um yeah, we, yeah. Didn't Good. think that went through. Yeah, well, he had a, he was kind of uh, liquid in hand. He wasn't at thinking at the time. Was, he was yeah. not thinking all of his, all of his brain wasn't functioning, I think, at that point. So <laughs> anyway. Well, I think I have uh, one of my friends, Larry, he, he kind of went through the whole gamut of what we've been talking about. He's describing kind of a typical day for the 4th of July with, with him and his family and his neighbors. And it goes from everything from gathering the family to doing a traditional barbecue all the way up to the competition, as you might oh. expect. So let's listen to this clip real quick. It kind of summarizes everything we're talking about already. Awesome. <laughs> Our 4th of July tradition has evolved over time starts with the trip to the fireworks town and we spend more and more and more each year to get the biggest and best fireworks that we could possibly find. I usually have a barbecue going in the pit. We may cook a rack of ribs. We'll invite the neighbors. We'll invite our kids. We'll invite our grandkids. We'll invite people we know that we think may come. We'll have a good supper and then we'll set and we'll wait and we'll visit until it's dark enough to let the bad boys loose. Of course, we've invited the neighbors, but some neighbors won't come. Some neighbors think they're in competition with us. So we live out in the country, but our little part of the country sounds kind of like an artillery event. We'll also get some sparklers for the grandkids, for the smaller grandkids. We'll let them roam around the backyard. We'll uh, call a ceasefire and let them play uh, and then we all sit back and watch the big ones go off. It's a fun family tradition. Our kids love it. Our grandkids love it. Our neighbors sit out and watch our stuff, and we watch their stuff. But every year, it's kind of a competition. Who's got the biggest? Who's got the best? Very good. And then let's go and roll into a, uh, a cool story by our friend Todd. Uh, just a, you know, a great father-son moment uh, uh, revolving around a game, a baseball game that happened to go oh, just about 19 innings. Mm. And uh, so a great, great uh, a moment uh, between father and son and, and ha- having met uh, Todd's dad, uh, I could totally see them doing this together. So, And I mean, what, what better thing? I mean, baseball is all American, just like the 4th of July. So mm-hmm. perfect. Let's roll this yeah. one. My favorite 4th of July memory goes to a baseball game on TV I was watching back in 1985, the Braves and the Mets. 
Um, it started late on July 4th. My family and I, parents and I, had been to a uh, friend's house, a party, watching fireworks and um, barbecuing and, and stuff like that. Got home. The game ended up going 19 innings, so technically it ended on July 5th. The biggest highlight was in the bottom of the 18th. The Braves were trailing by one, and their pitcher Rick Camp, an 090 career hitter, was hitting because there were no other players available. He had a home run on an 0-2 count with two outs. It was probably around 3 a.m., and I'm watching in my bedroom, and I went basically crazy. My dad comes in, running in the room, asking, what is going on? All I could do was point the TV. Once he figured it out, he was amazed, too, and stayed and watched the rest of the game with me. The Mets won in the next inning. Great memory there with my dad and I. Have you all ever been to, like, a 4th of July fireworks show or a 4th of July at the ballpark? Been oh, to yeah. Those kind of things? Oh, yeah. Yep, so yeah. much fun. So much yep. fun. It is. Yeah. You know, some of the best fireworks displays around the areas are usually after baseball games, really, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and they're, and they're nice because it's usually, even if the home game isn't on the 4th of July, they're still going to have like a 4th of July fireworks show on the third. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. no matter what, you can have a good show. And, and uh, sometimes it's more fun when the home team's out of town. So you can enjoy 4th of July with your family, but still maybe go to the game a couple of days early and enjoy the 4th of July festivities yeah. baseball style. So that's yeah. a good time. 100%. Yes. Love it. Very cool. Yeah. So I think this is uh, it's been a great episode guys. And I think, you know, we've um, uh, certainly the 4th of July is a, is a uh, uh, meaningful occasion and meaningful holiday to all of us Americans. And um, I I had one of our listeners, Jason Bolt, good friend of mine. um, He submitted uh, his, uh, what 4th of July means to him. Like uh, just in, in the, Thought he, thought he really articulated well. So let's let's roll that for the listeners. What's the funniest thing that has happened on the 4th? So back in 2020, President Trump promised to bring back the fireworks display at Mount Rushmore, despite environmentalists and forest management warning against it due to the fire risk, which that's understandable. When he was asked about that, the risk of the wildfires, his response was, quote, what can burn? It's stone. What does Independence Day mean to you? It's a reminder of those who fought and stood against a monarchy and tyranny. It was a very small who did this, a very small amount of people who did this. Less than half supported the effort. And there are claims that only 3% saw battle. That's the grit it takes to go against the grain and stand up for what you believe. I'm reminded of that each year of those who did so for the freedoms and liberty that we all enjoy in this great country. Yeah, I couldn't say it better myself from what he was saying on that clip, for sure. (laughs) The part about uh, the... uh, um, Mount Rushmore, I thought was hilarious. Trump, Trump <laughs> said some of the most off the wall things, but uh, that that particularly got me got me pretty good. I was laughing for quite a while when uh, when I listened to that for the first time. Pretty good, yeah, no yeah. doubt, no doubt. So, <clears throat> yeah. but yep, definitely gives you a reason though to think about why we have our freedoms to celebrate this day. And, uh, you know, if you get a chance, uh, sometimes it's a little sensitive 4th of July and uh, we don't know what people experienced who has given us the freedoms to do what we're doing. So, you know, if, if you have some veterans out there that may not enjoy what's going on those evenings, be a sensitive to that. And don't forget to thank them for all they've done to give us our freedom yeah. for sure. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. 
Well said, you know, we're, we're lucky to live in this country and, uh, counter blessings, uh, it should counter blessings every day. And sometimes, uh, we forget to do that. So if we don't do it, count those blessings on the 4th of July, you see a person in uniform or a person that you knew that served our country, you know, tell them, thank you and shake their hand. And, and, uh, there's a lot of men and women out there that have, uh, sacrificed it all, uh, for our freedoms. And so we should be thankful for that all. I think so too. And every day in that respect should be 4th of July. Every time you see somebody, thank them for that. That's in uniform or has served in uniform. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Thank you. For sure. Thank you. Absolutely. Well, pretty good episode. Thank you again to all of our guests who were nice enough to uh, tell us about your favorite traditions, your favorite foods, your favorite memories of the 4th of July. I, I just, we know we really enjoyed the the, the Wayback Time Machines interviews and, and we were so glad that there was good feedback for that so we could do this again. I hope that we continue to do this because it's just so much fun hearing. I, I love talking to each other but it's so fun hearing some of the other memories and bringing those yeah. up. What do y'all think? Yeah, it's awesome. awesome. Loved it's awesome. it. Love it. It's really cool to have participation amongst our listeners and family and friends and you know this is a it's a it's a it's a solemn holiday. It's a good reminder. It's a good time to kind of stop and remember that the freedoms that we enjoy every day, we're not free. And absolutely, um, let's not forget the the true meaning of the day and um, just hope and hope everybody has a safe Fourth um, of July with your families. Hope there's some good, good things on the grill. You make some good memories um, with your family and friends. And <clears throat> don't forget to uh, to thank a veteran if you see them for for their sacrifices for our country. And um, yeah, we're, we're very blessed in this nation with freedom. So 100%. Absolutely. Well, all right. Well, everybody take care, uh, bear those banners far and wide ever to be our pride. To get a memory down Red Raider Lane there. Uh, yeah. yeah. But, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, say can <laughs> Enrico Palazzo, everybody. <laughs> Brilliant. Anyway, yeah, and don't forget to have fun on this on this, on this uh, important day as well. So, like we exactly. always find to do. Find a way yep. to enjoy do your so. family and enjoy your friends for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Thanks, Scott, and we will continue on after this with more 1988, so stay tuned. Uh, remember, this one is being launched before the typical Wednesday lineup, so we're not going to not launch the next episode, which is uh, TV, until the following Wednesday. So okay. looking forward to that. So don't think we've forgotten about this Wednesday since we're doing this one early, but we will follow up with another episode the week after this one. So look forward to it awesome. and uh, lots of good content on those. We've already pre-recorded those and I know it's going to be a fun couple of episodes <laughs> there too. So okay. thanks again, everyone. Yeah. Thanks everybody. for listening to the Wayback Chronicles. All shows are written and produced by Noel, Keith, and Steve. Massive thanks to those who made these memories possible for us through the years. All songs, sounds, and effects have been attributed in the comments section and through links listed on waybackchronicles.podbean.com. We look forward to taking you way back again in the very near future.